Hey, hey, sisters. Welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. And today I have a special guest for you talking about being an angry mom. Have you ever felt stuck or burnt out in motherhood and marriage? Do you get frustrated or angry easily in motherhood? Have you ever been in a situation where you're angry and you know it's not good, but you don't feel like you have anyone that you can share that anger with? Natalie shares with us a powerful testimony today about how she struggled with being an angry mom. She shares her story about coming out of that. And tomorrow she comes back to share with us how to overcome, how to identify and overcome being an angry mom. So if you struggle or have ever struggled with this, sisters, this is the podcast episode for you. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you'll find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. Hickson is our guest today. She is a wife and a mom. She is an author and a certified professional life coach. Her mission and passion is helping discouraged and burnt out Christian moms overcome destructive anger so they can enjoy being a wife and a mom. Natalie, her husband, Mike, and their three daughters live in beautiful Bozeman, Montana. And I am so grateful for Natalie coming on today because we have a very good episode in store for you. Thank you, Natalie. Is there anything you'd like to add to that amazing bio? (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, Yeah, well, as we were kind of talking pre-show, our oldest... Um, I'm going to say she still lives here, but she technically is down in um, Tennessee going to college now. It's her first year away. And so it's, yeah, been a big transition in our life. Um, But yeah, I absolutely have a heart and passion for helping moms work through this destructive anger and burnout. And we'll talk more about what destructive anger is and, and all of that here in a few minutes. But yeah, sounds great. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. I know. Yeah. Like you said, before we hit record, we were just talking about in August, we both had kind of similar seasons, but opposite ends of the spectrum. Cause I had a new baby join the family and you had your, your oldest baby in a sense, fly out of the nest and go to college mm-hmm. and, and just how similar that was. And you had a friend that mentioned to you that season of life of, of watching, you know, your kids go off to college is almost like maternity leave in a sense, so emotional mm-hmm. and just so many moving parts. Do you want to share anything about that with our listeners? 
Yeah, it was such a great analogy for my friend to bring that up. She's like, it's like you're birthing them again, but into the world instead of into your home. And it's like from out of your home. And so it's, and it was, it, it really, it was a big transition. I, I thought, you know, it's so funny. I read all the books. I read all the things. This is how you prepare for your first child to leave. <laughs> and it was my own experience. Just like when you're having kids and you, you know, if you're one of those who reads all the books before you bring them home, how to parent, how to do this, what it's going to be like. Um, and really it's your own experience on how it's going to transition for you. And it's, it's not just you anymore. It's also your family who's going through this, not just you and your husband, but you know, we have three girls and, and she's the oldest. So that was a big transition for the sisters as well to, to watch her leave. And it wasn't like she was leaving a couple hours away. She went moved states away from us. <laughs> so, um, but she's, she's doing awesome. She's thriving down there and, and we're getting into our new normal and our new routine, like you find after bringing a baby home. So, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a big transition and, and things, new things to discover and work through. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of similarities, you know, just the, it felt like a hormone roller coaster again. It felt like emotions were up and down and <laughs> it was just, yeah, I'm glad that we're we're to the place that we are now. Just about ready for her to come home for the summer too. Now that we're getting into our new routine, <laughs> right? It takes a while to get into the routine, and then it just changes, right? That's uh-huh. again very similar to having a newborn. It's like okay, you're used to it, and then they start going through these develop developmental leaps and <laughs> so on and so yes. forth, and just constant changing. That's a huge part of motherhood, right? It has been. It's sweet though, because as you'll hear in my story in a minute our relationship is, is so much sweeter now and and not even to the place I expected it to be from when she was two years old, as far as how we were acting. And, um, but she calls me, she talks to me, um, parenting certainly doesn't end when they leave. Right. <laughs> I've heard more and more from more people that like parenting, your parenting journey really begins when they leave the house. And it's, it's really cool to, um, be at a place where she feels like she can call home and, and talk about some of the difficult things and call home and talk about the fun things. And so it's, it's really a sweet thing. And again, that, that developed over um, a lot of, a lot of tears and sweat. And <laughs> but I can start into that story if you want me to now and, and kind of share how that all began. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful transition because I know you have a, an amazing and powerful story about motherhood and your thoughts and feelings towards that and and an incredible uh, testimony about that transition. So definitely share away. All right. So um, I grew up in a family that the way anger was expressed was destructive. It was yelling, it was screaming, it was throwing things, slamming doors. Um, and my parents have since grown <laughs> in, in matured in their emotional maturity, but that's what I took into my marriage and, and new mom when I became a new mom. Um, so it was a very destructive place to be. Um, I don't like to talk about this lightly. I've shared my story so many times. So I would give a little bit of a preface. I don't think that child abuse is okay. It's absolutely not and, um, but I was absolutely an abusive mother. Um, and yeah, you know, I would scream at her. I would rage at her. I would leave little bruises on her arms or spank her too hard, threaten her. Um, it was a very scary environment when she was two around, you know, that, those ages. 
And I didn't know what to do. I was afraid if I told anybody, they'd take my kiddo away from me. Um, I was afraid that I couldn't change. It was a very scary and lonely place to be. Um, and the Lord really protected Enya through that time with my mom. We lived actually next door to my parents at that time. And so when I knew I was getting to a very, very scary place, I called my mom. I was like, I need you to come over. I can't do this. I'm going to hurt some, I'm going to hurt Enya or whatever. So, um, so she would come over and, and give me a break. So that was, was good to have that. And that's just a little plug. Like if you, if you are in this place, somebody, you need to have somebody in your life who you can have relieve you from that. Right. Um, and anyways, fast forward a little bit, we brought her sister sky home, um, a few years later. And I can recall nursing sky one evening and Enya starting an epic tantrum because that's all she knew. Cause that's what mom showed her as well. Right. We just couldn't figure out how to work through that. And I'm sitting there nursing. I'm getting more and more upset because I'm hearing this battle of bedtime. And I just scream at the top of my lungs for Enya to shut up through a closed door down the hall. She couldn't hear me, but I just let that out. And Sky stops nursing. She's this little tiny infant. And she looks at me with this horrific little face and starts crying. And I'm like, this can't keep going on. We've got to change this. And my first instinct was, if we can fix Enya, then maybe I wouldn't get so upset. Um, because at that point, I'm feeling hopeless and I'm not taking responsibility for my actions yet. Right. And so we took her to a therapist and the therapist observed her and, and us. And then she met with us alone and she said, and you was a perfectly normal child for her stage and development. I'm like, you're not home with her. How would you know that? Of course, she's going to be good for you here. <laughs> and she's like, I understand. But Natalie, you really need to be in here. And so um, I, it took me back. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> me? Uh, but deep down inside, I was really grateful that the Lord had used her to say, you you can change, we can work through this, and this is where it's going to start. And so I went through therapy for four years, and I it wasn't Christian therapy, it was psychoanalysis therapy. Um, I certainly learned a lot about myself and, and family, my family inner workings and all of my history stuff. But I left therapy still yelling, screaming at my kids. I still had this pattern, right? It definitely had gotten better, but it wasn't into a healthy place yet, right? So that started my journey um, through the years over that. I continued to be led by the Lord. I worked on my personal development. I worked on my relationship with him. We got became closer to the Lord, which is huge, 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 something that my clients are required to do is spend time with the Lord on a very consistent basis <laughs> because we can't change if he's not changing us. Right. And we can't hear him if we're not spending time with him. And so we have to learn to hear his voice. So that was a very important thing. And then I started life coaching and, um, eventually ended up sharing this story on a podcast which then led moms to come find me and talk to me more about how do I overcome this too? And it was really through coaching them, having that accountability and learning from their experiences. The Lord like taught me through these things, different ways to help work through anger in a healthier way, connect to moms who are struggling with the same thing that I struggled with. Um, and it was through that, that I grew even more and I have not arrived today 
<laughs> I am not perfect. Specifically, like that last transition we just went through, right? The hormones, the emotions, up and down roller coaster. You will go back down some some old patterns um, when you are under duress, when you are under stress, overwhelmed, exhausted. Um, there's going to be some times, you know, I yelled at my kids or I slammed the door or whatever. Those things can happen, but it's different now because of how I've released the guilt and shame a long time ago. I'm connected with the Lord to work through that. And then most importantly, going back to my family members and recovering with them in a healthy way and helping them work through their emotions as well. It's a much different experience today than it was when Enya was two years old, right? And the relationship that Enya and I have today, which she knows her story. She knows all that you've heard um, and more. And um, the relationship that we have is just a proof to me that the Lord can redeem and restore uh, those relationships. So it's it's never too late. And, and I also want to speak to those moms who maybe their kids have all gone out of the nest and they didn't ever work on this. And now they're starting to realize I messed up. That was me. And I've, I've never been able to reconcile with my kids. It's never too late. If you are still breathing, <laughs> the Lord can work in redemptive, restorative ways. So please don't ever think that it's too late to go back to your children and just lay it all out. Hey, I screwed up. I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm just now learning the things that I could have done differently. And if you can forgive me for those things and know that I'm here to help you work through them or answer questions or, you know, and any knows that too. She's heard that. So she's growing and working through her things. If she someday has children and she starts to feel these things, she knows she can come to mom and mom will have an open conversation about the reality of, of what happened. So, Wow. That was so powerful, Natalie. Thank you so much for sharing. And yeah. I think so, so many can relate to, to the story and testimony that you just shared because I mean, even, even just myself, I remember growing up in my home, you know, as anger seems to be the emotion that is like, um, the person who's having it oftentimes it's like a source of comfort, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's yeah. really other things behind the anger, but if the mm -hmm. anger is like at the forefront, it's protective and, yes. and comforting to the person who's, you know, exuding the anger. Um, and I remember growing up in my home, anger seemed to be the only acceptable emotion, right? And it was mm. also like the trump card. Like if I was feeling one way or another way or whatever, it didn't matter if my dad was angry or if my dad was angry about however I was feeling, then anger was like the trump card. And so anger became a very, very comfortable thing for me, whereas it didn't matter if I was scared or if I was lonely or if I was sad, if I just expressed the anger, then I could comfort myself in hiding all those other emotions. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember similar, this was even before motherhood, my husband and I were stationed overseas when he was in the military. And I was just a very angry person. Like you said, you had brought that, what you learned growing up into your marriage and then mm -hmm. into motherhood. And I remember him telling me that I needed to go to anger management, but I was close friends with and knew a girl that worked in the mental health office on the base, which was the only place like I would have to have gone through there before they would have referred me anywhere else. Right. And I knew like, I just knew she shared people's stories. And I'm like, if I go there, half the base is going to know about it. People are mm. going to judge me. I'm not going to have any friends and whatever. And so I didn't do anything about it until years later when we moved back to Alaska and I actually ended up being 
going to counseling because I was very depressed, suicidal, anxious, like just very, very dark place was diagnosed with PTSD from childhood trauma, you know, and it was, it was a lot of like therapy, therapy, therapy for a long time. And simultaneously working with the Lord in that, because I remember Mm -hmm. calling and I was like, no, I want a Christian counselor. And, um, and they, they explained some legality things here in Alaska. You can't label yourself as a Christian counselor because then you're excluding people and whatever else and (laughs) licensing stuff. Um, but I had the counselor that I had chose. She was a believer and she was willing to work with me on what I was working with. And, and so I hear you in saying like, you released a lot of that guilt and shame. And mm-hmm. I remember the day that she told me I needed to lay down the guilt and pick up God's grace. Yes. And in that, then, then the Lord just worked so much in that. And so I love that you share this kind of simultaneous working with therapy, but then, but then you have to have God in it because he is the one who transforms minds and then transforms hearts and really changes the way that we live and how we show up. And so I think that was really, really beautiful and how you, how you let him lead and how it's a requirement even for your clients to, Mm -hmm. to lean into him, to seek his presence, to be able to hear his voice and his direction. Cause I found for myself when I do still have these like anger outburst. Um, mm-hmm. it's the Lord that brings me to that conviction. It's the Lord that that's like, slow down, let's pause, let's have a do over, let's retry this. And so, um, I've definitely found myself very similar to what you're saying. I don't know why one and a half to like three was like such a difficult age for me in that toddlerhood. And I'm thankful that it's been the opposite for my husband, like the baby I could do. He struggles with the baby for him, like that preschool age, toddler yeah. age, um, has been awesome. And it's been a struggle for me. And so thankfully we're out of that season, but I still have these moments. Even this morning, my, my baby, uh, he's six months old right now. He woke up three times and that it's like, he's been sleeping through the night and like maybe waking up once a night. And I'm like, you were asleep and I laid you down and now you're awake again. And so I got really frustrated mm-hmm. and I just like, I wanted to like, you know, um, slam the door or something like that. But I just took the door and shook it like in my Mm. bedroom before I went to like go tend to him again, because like, I don't want to take that anger in there because that's just going to stir him up even more. And I definitely didn't want to do anything destructive. And this is growth for me. Like this is major growth for me. Um, but I was just like, in that moment, I would just felt the Lord, like it's a developmental leap. Like he's, he's just learned how to roll over. So you lay him down. He wants to roll over. Then he wakes himself up and tries Mm -hmm. to roll back over. And, and so it's just like, there's logical reasons for a lot of it. But when we're in that emotional state, it's so hard to see through Mm -hmm. some of that stuff. So I love, love, love everything that you had to share because it's so real and it's so relevant. I think so many of us are like, if I'm angry and somebody finds out that I'm angry and I'm yelling or, you know, I spanked my kid that they're going to come and take my kids away. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like, that's not the case most often. Right. Mm -hmm. But what's most important is finding someone to help, whether that's your mom, right. Your Mm -hmm. sister, um, or a sister in Christ, a fellow mom friend that's down the road, like having, having grace for each other and, and understanding, you know, we all go through these seasons. I think, I don't think there's anybody who's never gotten angry with their child. (laughs) Um, they just, it's, 
when you're hormonal and you're emotional and that time of the month, whatever, there's a, a yep. number of reasons. And so absolutely, I cannot thank you enough for what you've already shared, but I know you have a lot of tips and tools as well for like, how can we identify destructive anger or these emotional outbursts or whatever you want to call them? How can we identify them to then be able to move forward and overcome? Hey sister, I hope this episode has blessed you today. And if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to come back tomorrow and listen to episode 163 as I continue this conversation with Natalie. She's going to share some of that practical and tactical stuff of how to identify and overcome destructive anger and motherhood. She talks about the difference between normal anger and destructive anger. She talks about how to overcome it and move past that in the moment anger with her sit and pray method. And it's just so good, y'all. You want to be there. Also, don't forget to join us in the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus community over on Facebook, where we will continue this conversation and so many more on how to do mom life with Jesus. 